This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. Good morning, everyone. My name is Joel. I am one of the pastors here. Some of you know that. Some of you may not. Everyone joining us online, we're so glad that you're with us today. We've been in this series looking at this awesome teaching of Jesus, and we want to continue to unpack that because he's the one who points us to life, and we want to learn from him. But before we jump in, I've got, I've got a kind of confession to make this morning. Uh, I, I have this morbid fascination with watching fail videos. Like, isn't it just, there's something just like when you see someone about to do something and you're like, it's not going to go well, there's something in me that just smiles. I don't know what that is. Like, maybe it's because I feel better about myself when I see that. But, like, some of my favorite, because we spent so many years in Canada, we understood how ice works, and it's always fun to see someone who doesn't. And so, like, I love those videos where it shows somebody, they think it's spring, they think the pool is thawed enough, and they go and cannonball into the frozen pool, and it doesn't go well. <laughs> You're like, oh, buddy, that's going to hurt. Or I like it when, when you see somebody who's, like, messing on, like, the, the ice again in the springtime, and they think, like, I can run across this little pond, no problem, and you're just like, here it comes, here it comes, because <laughs> you know that ice is going to crack. They are going down. And there, there's just something I, I, I love, but I'm always also fascinated by those moments, because every single one of those videos, there's somebody standing there with their camera just taking it in. And I always think, like, why didn't you say something? Like, why would you, like, you know this person is walking on thin ice, and you know it's not going to go well. Why wouldn't you say something like, hey, man, look out? But, yeah, someone's like, because they never listen. Yeah, some of it's, we just never even say anything. But, like, why not? And, and I, think, I think about that question, like, just in life and in our own relationships. So often, we don't do that for each other. Like, like we see somebody walking in life and you're like, I don't think that's going to go well. But we don't always like raise our hand and say, hey, look out. And I'm always like, why is that? Like, I mean, have you ever had somebody risk saying that to you? Like they're looking at your life and, and they see you doing something that looks like it's going to be pretty stupid. Like it's going to cause pain and harm. And, and they risked enough to say to you, hey, look out. Like, how did you respond to that? Uh, we don't always like it, do we? Or, or did, you, did you ever have a moment with somebody that you really cared about and you were willing to say, look out, because you saw them doing something that was like kind of dumb and you're like, this isn't going to go well for you? And I mean, how did they respond to that? Like, it, it doesn't always go well because I, I think oftentimes when somebody says, look out, the response from the other person is, who do you think you are? Like, what are you talking about? Like, back off. And, and so often in those moments, we are quick to quote Jesus, where Jesus says, hey, do not judge. And, and we like to take that like it's some kind of like a universal trump card we can play in our relationships that basically means we can never say anything to anyone at any point in time because that, that like, oh, we're not allowed to do that. As if somehow not judging means not risking to look out for our friends. It means not willing to say, hey, I think you're walking on thin ice. You might want to look out. And, and so here's the interesting thing. Yes, Jesus said, do not judge. But is it possible we've heard him correctly, but completely misunderstood what he was trying to tell us? 
And so we're going to continue walking in this series that we've been looking at, where Jesus is talking to this crowd of people that have gathered around him. Some are his followers. Some are just curious about who this guy is, and they want to hear more of what he has to say. And, and we're going to continue to chase after him together, because as Jesus is teaching, he's talking about all sorts of incredible things. He's talking about things on how we connect in life, how, how we connect with God in life, how we do relationship with one another in life. And in all of this, he's been painting this picture of this, this way that we were actually meant to live and experience life, this, this new way to be human that he wanted to lead us into as we walk with him. And what he talks to us about life is so often different than how we sometimes think life works. And so if you've been paying attention to Jesus at all, or if you've ever explored his life, you, you'll see that there are times where Jesus will, will talk to us about things that can be really challenging when, we, when they first hit us. Because like, he's going to challenge how we think life works sometimes. He's going to challenge the attitudes that we'll oftentimes have in our hearts. He's going to challenge the way we act and behave and treat other people. And, and not because he's trying to be mean, but because he's trying to point something out to lead us into something better and and so sometimes walking with Jesus can be a little frustrating because it's like, how much more work do I have to do, Jesus? And, and yet the cool thing about Jesus is that he doesn't point those things out because he's against us. He points those things out because he's for us. And he's wanting to do a good work in us. And, and what I've discovered in my own journey is that when those moments of challenge come into my own life, if, if I'm willing to lean in and listen and let him lead me in whatever area he's working on in my life, it always leads me into life. Because that's what Jesus said he came to do for us. But like Jesus said, that I, I've come that, that you would have life and have it to the fullest. And in another one of his teachings, Jesus said, hey, if you hold to what I say, if you hold to my teachings, you're going to know the truth, and that truth will set you free. That's what Jesus wants to do in our lives. That's what he came to offer us. And so as we continue to look at the things that he taught, let's lean in today and see what he has to say to us about life. See if he's got something for us as we're walking forward. Let's see what he has to say about this whole judging thing because maybe there's something we can learn today about this whole new way of being human in our relationships with each other. And so Jesus continues this famous teaching, and, and Matthew records it in his account of Jesus' life. He was there paying attention, and I'm so glad they wrote it down so we know what he said. And so in Matthew 7, Jesus continues this teaching, and he says these words. He says, do not judge others, and you will not be judged. And so there are those words, kind of plain as day, like, all right. And yet, what does Jesus mean when he says, don't judge? See, I, I don't think he means don't say that something's wrong if you think it's wrong. Because if that's what he meant, then we would have to give up any sense of moral intuition in our lives as human beings. We would just have to be like, oh, okay, I guess everything's okay. And we all know that there are some things that just aren't okay. And that, that, that's not what he's talking about. And, and if that was what Jesus meant, that you're not allowed to say that something's wrong if you think it's wrong, then he'd actually be violating his own teaching here. Because what he's saying, and do not judge, he's saying it's actually wrong to do this judging thing. But if that means it's wrong to say that something is wrong, then you could never say don't judge because it would be wrong to say that it's wrong to judge. If you didn't follow that, just listen to the podcast later. <laughs> so what is he saying? What's he talking about? 
Well, he's talking about not acting like you're the judge of another person's life. Acting like you, you can take the moral high ground and look down on another person and condemn them and write them off and say you're out because of whatever mistakes and struggles are going on in their life. Because hey, that, that is not our job. It never has been and it never will be. There's only one person in the whole universe of reality that has the right to do that, and that's God, because he's the only one who sees everything perfectly and clearly. And so as we look at this, Jesus is saying, so don't try to take that place. And, and as he says, don't do it, he's actually saying, because there's, there's a little bit of warning I want to give you with this, because he's saying, don't judge, and you will not be judged. And he goes on and he says, for you will be treated as you treat others. And the standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. Like, pay attention to that. Like, he's trying to give us a warning about this whole thing. So basically, when you and I take that approach of being the judge in another person's life, and we start condemning and coming down hard, what Jesus is saying is you're now communicating how you want to be treated. Stop and think about that. Like, I never pray like this. Hey, God, would you look at the way I'm treating that person over there and how I'm just being a mean jerk to them? And would you do the same thing to me, please? I never pray like that. But that's what we're communicating when we act like that. And so Jesus goes on because he wants us to understand this is about focusing on something going on in our life, even as we're trying to help our friends with things going on in their life. And so he says, why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own eye? Like, what a beautiful word picture. Can you all picture that? Like, have you ever gotten a speck in your eye? It doesn't feel good, right? But can you imagine somebody coming up to help you with that, and they've got, like, a plank sticking out of their face? You'd be like, no, no, no. <laughs> and yet the reason he says this is because so often it's easier for me in my relationships to focus on you and your speck than to deal with the log in my own eye. But have you ever had a healthy relationship where that was the dynamic? Let's just focus on each other's mistakes and never look at ourselves. <laughs> that never goes well. And so Jesus goes on and he says, how can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. And so now catch this. This is interesting, what Jesus is saying here. What Jesus is saying is he's actually inviting us to begin to deal with the issues in our own lives, to deal with our own struggles and our own challenges, what, what he's describing as the logs sticking out of our eyes. I, anyone have some logs in their life today? Anyone out there? Like, don't point at someone else because you're missing the point of the teaching. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think if we're going to be honest, like, we would all just sit down, and if we could just not worry about judgment, just be like, yeah, there, there's things in my life I struggle with, which is why I'm so grateful for Jesus because he helps people like us. And yet what Jesus is saying is deal with those for a purpose. Deal with those so you can begin to see clearly enough so you can help others with the issues in their lives. Like Jesus doesn't say, hey, deal with that log so you can see clearly and now turn a blind eye to everything else that's going around. He's like, no, no, no. Deal with that log in your life so you can actually begin to help your friends with the issues and stuff in their life. And see, this is such a different way of doing relationship than we so often will do it 
the way the world does it, or the way we do it just in normal everyday life. Because I, I think so often we tend to live in one extreme or another. We're either in that camp of just being judgmental people and we're just attacking and condemning everyone around us, or we're in the complete other extreme and we're just like shrugging our shoulders like, oh, like, hey, I think you're about to fall through the thin ice. Like, good luck with that. Like, and we're unwilling to say to our friends, look out. And here's Jesus once again calling us into this new way to be human that has incredible, beautiful implications for our relationships with one another. So don't condemn and destroy each other, and don't turn a blind eye when your friend is walking on that thin ice. Because the whole point of not judging is to learn how to actually be someone who can help other people with where they're at in their journey. Help each other as we walk through life being for each other. And so how do we do that? I mean, how do we help each other with these respective specs, or in the case of most of us, logs, because we all said we had logs. <laughs> like, how do we help each other without, without like, judging each other and hurting each other? And Jesus gives us some great things in this teaching to help us figure that out. But I think one of the things, if we're going to actually like, seek to help a friend like, step up into their life and say something, I think we've got to check some things first. I think one of the things that we have to be willing to do, like if you're going to try to help someone with what's going on in their story, you have to check your own heart. Like check your motivation for why you're going to step up and speak in the first place. Like is your motivation to put them in their place? Or is it to do the best you can to offer help? Because those are two very, very different things. And if it's to put them in your place, then you best check yourself, friend, because none of us are in a position to judge, to be the judge of anyone else. But oh my gosh, if your motivation is to help, then take the risk of saying, look out. Because that's what love actually seeks to do for people when we care enough about each other. We risk saying, hey, look, look out. I just, I don't think this is going to go well. I think you're walking on some thin ice and, and I just don't want to post it online. I actually want to be a friend who cares enough to say something to you. And as we begin to do that, as we check our heart, we'll begin to make sure we're coming from the right motivation of helping each other and not hurting each other. But we still got to be careful on how we do this because what Jesus says is deal with what first? The log in our own eyes, right? So if we're going to actually help each other before we step up to another person, we need to check our heart, but then we also need to check the mirror. Got to check that mirror because you and I will never see clearly enough to help another person if we're not letting Jesus work in our own stories and in our own lives. And that's the beautiful hope that we have. Like, I don't know everybody who's a part of New Life or guests that are coming up, but I'll, I'll tell you, I, I don't come here because I have it all figured out. I, I don't come here because I have it all put together. I, I come here because I'm looking for help from Jesus with my life and my story. And I just, I want you to know, if you, if you were coming here and you're wondering, like, I've got issues, do I belong? Hello? You belong. Because we're not here as perfect people who have it all figured out. We're here as people who have discovered something beautiful in Jesus. We're here as forgiven people who are now learning how to walk into that freedom he's come to give us as we chase after him together. Which means that you and I are this ongoing work in progress. As Jesus begins to show up in our story and lead us into this new life, there. There's the ongoing work in progress that we're going to continue to be growing in 
which means we'll always need to check the mirror in our own life to get a glimpse of the, the specks or the logs in our own story. And yet our hope, our beautiful hope, is that when we look into that mirror, we're no longer staring into it alone because Jesus is standing there with us with his mercy and his grace and his love. And he's saying, hey, whatever we see, I've dealt with it. Whatever we see in that mirror, I've paid the price for it. And I've come to lead you into freedom from it. So we don't have to be afraid to check the mirror. And there's something beautiful that happens when we're willing to check that mirror. It creates a humbleness in our own story so that when we walk towards another person in their story, we approach them with a sense of gentleness, a sense of, yeah, I, I get the struggle in my own story. That, that's why I want to offer some help for you. And Paul, one of the early Christian leaders, he writes about how beautiful it is that Jesus is a part of our story. In one of his letters to the first Christians, Paul writes this, Romans 8, 1 and 2. He says that there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Because we, we don't have to worry anymore because Jesus is changing our story. He says, and because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So those things that cause the logs in our eyes, that they don't own us anymore. Jesus is setting us free from those so we can walk into something else. And as Jesus does his good work in us, as he continues to show up in our story, we, we begin to see more clearly, not just ourselves, but him, and we begin to see more clearly so that we can actually walk towards each other to help each other. To say, hey, look out, friend. I think you're walking on thin ice. Because as we check our hearts and check the mirror, we approach each other from a posture that says, hey, I'm here for you. I'm looking out for you. We approach each other from a posture of love. I don't know about you, but I need people like that in my story. I need people that are willing to come in and say, hey, Joel, I, I see something, and I love you so much. I just want to raise my hand, and I'm here for you. How beautiful would that be if we could walk in that posture towards one another? See, because love will always risk saying, look out. But it doesn't mean it will always be received, which is why it's a risk. And Jesus understood that. And so he doesn't end his teaching at this point. He goes on and he says one more thing, this very cryptic sounding thing in Matthew 7, 6. He says this. He says, don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They'll trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> you know, what he's talking about is if you can come to someone with the purest of motives, the best of intentions, wanting to help them, they may not receive it. They may still reject it. They may still write you off. And then at that point, your job is to not keep pushing the issue. <laughs> your job is to say, okay, I, friend, I've done my part. I raised my hand. I, I said, look out. That, you, you, you live your life. You walk your story. I'm still for you, but I'm going to let this one go. And so in those moments, we would step back. You'd save your breath because you cannot make someone want what is right and good and true. All you can do is say, look out, and let them make their choice. And so if we really are understanding what Jesus is saying to us in this whole section. He's, he's leading us into a whole new way of doing relationship with one another, where we'd be willing to be for each other. We'd be willing to raise our hand when we see things in each other's lives because we actually care 
that we won't fall through that thin ice when we're in those areas. And there's so much that we can learn for Jesus about this. And so what I want to encourage us to do as a church that's seeking to follow him together is to be for each other. Let's let Jesus lead us in our relationships with each other. Let's let him lead us in our own walk so that when it's time to raise our hand, we're doing it in a way that's helpful and not hurtful. We're doing it in a way that's for each other. And so I just want to ask you a couple of questions. As you think about the relationships in your life right now, where do you maybe need to actually step back? Step back instead of speaking up right now. Step back for maybe a couple of reasons. Maybe one, because they don't want to hear it. And it's okay. It's, you've done your job. Or step back because maybe you've got to do some work on your own story first. But then there are those other moments in our relationships where we see somebody who's about to do something. It's going to be very damaging. So where do you need to take that risk of love in that relationship? And you need to be willing to step in and offer help. To approach them from a posture of love and risk saying, look out. Because friend, I think you're walking on some thin ice and I'm just worried it's not going to go well for you. And I'm not here to judge you for it. I'm just here to raise my hand and say I'm for you. Do you need help? Because what a beautiful gift to give and receive in our relationships with each other. So I'm in my young 20s. And hanging out with a group of friends. And I am being, if I could just use the words in this moment, a misogynist, toxic, unhealthy male, thinking I'm cool. And I remember my older friend pulls me aside after hanging out with this group of friends and just says, Joel, I love you, but you're being an idiot. I was like, what? And then he just begins to say, the, the way you're being is disrespectful to the, to the women in our group. The way you're being is, is going to lead you on a path you don't want to go down. And my friend risked speaking into my life. And I'll tell you, I did not want to hear any of it in that moment. But one thing I knew about my friend is that he loved me. And so I was willing to say, okay, t- t- tell me more, even though I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Help me understand what you're seeing because maybe I got some blind spots and and he just began to say, there's a better way to be a man than that. And can I just tell you how grateful I am for my friend? Because I'm raising two daughters now. What kind of father would I be if I was that guy still? See, that's why we need each other. So we can help each other grow into the people we were created to be. So let's pray and ask Jesus to do a work in his life. And we got one more song to, to get into. And so, God, we're here so grateful that you are for us. We're here because you've sent your son into this world to chase us and find us and invite us into life. And so we don't stand here saying we've got it all figured out. We stand here saying you do, and we are grateful for you. Thank you for your love for us, your goodness to us. And would you help us to be people that have ears to hear what you want to say to us because you are always ever for us. And then would we be people that are willing to walk together from a posture of humility, being for each other? Because that's how we are safe people together. 
That's how we see the blind spots around one another and protect each other as we walk forward together. And so give us courage. Give us grace. Thank you for being for us. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information, at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.